Okay, Parshas Nasso, a little uh, late version this uh, Thursday night, but I've uh, got to get it in there to be able to uh, discuss. We can't leave over the, uh, this uh, important Parsha that, uh, that we have. I can't say important Parsha. Every Parsha is important. The Gemara in Erevin says you shouldn't say, oh, this is a great Vart, because then you're saying every other Vart is not so great. So you have to say the Vart. This is a Vart, and everybody can judge if they're great. I find that hard. Sometimes you have to say it's a great Vart. Anyway, there's more chairs if, uh, if we need. Just to start off with a thought from the Chavetz Chaim before we get to the, uh, the packet. Um, continuing, the beginning of the parsha discusses, uh, is a Hemshech from last week's parsha. And the Chavetz Chaim points out that as B'nai Yisrael traveled, the Aron was in the middle. The Aron was in the middle as they traveled. And the Chavetz Chaim writes in, in his Sefer Allah Torah, I didn't get to put it in, that the Torah is always has to be in the middle. Every Jew has equal connection to the Torah. The Torah is no closer to one Jew to, more, to, to, uh, to another Jew. Right? It's not better. Just like we have the bima, the minigas to have the bima, the middle of the shul. The Chassam Sofer has a tshuva where he discusses certain places where they have the bima towards the front. He thinks it's chukos ha'akum. Because in, uh, in, other, in other religions, they have their center of gravity of the shul towards the front. Right? No, no, no. Nothing to do with the people up front. The people on Mizrach are no holier than the people in the back. The bima goes in the middle. Not just for hearing purposes. But the bima goes in the middle, says the Chavis Chaim, that's exactly the point here. So to the Aaron traveled in the desert, equidistant from all of the from all of the Shvat. Okay. That might be Getting into the next thought, one connection to why Nasso is always the Shabbos right after Shavuos. Except in a leap year when it's the Shabbos before usually. But Shabbos after Shavuos, that's when it generally is. Um, so, number one, everybody has an equal connection to the Torah. Two other thoughts, though, related to that. What is the connection between Nasso and the Shabbos after Shavuos? Um, first, let's couple that with another question. And that is, we know that Nasso is the longest parsha in words. 176 in Psukim. 176 Psukim. 176. Just so happens, as is known, that Baba Basra, the longest, Basechta in Shas, has 176 dafim pages. And just so happens that Kufya Tessin Tehillim has 176 psukim, the longest parakin Tehillim, where it repeats the Alephs and the Bezes and the Gimels. So is there a significance to the number 176? So many know, oh, 176, Baba Basra, Naso. And then Kufyutas, is there a, a symbolism to the number 176? So let's learn together a piece from Rav Moshe Wolfson. Emunas Itecha, I've never quoted him before. Mashkiach um, in Borough Park. Emunas Itecha on Bamidbar. We're just doing a little piece of it. It's a larger uh, seg- uh, segment, but I gave you part of it. Kvarhe'iru kadmonenu, source number one. Sheparsha zu hiagdolo biyoser bekamas mikol parshios haTorah. This is the longest parsha in Sukkim. Ve'yeshbo kuf ayin vav Sukkim. One seventy six. Ve'chein binach haparsha rucha biyoter himizmar kuf yutes b'tehillim in navi neviim and ksuvim. The longest parak in neviim and ksuvim is kuf yutes b'tehillim, not just in tehillim. The longest parak in Tanakh. What's the shortest parak in Tanakh? The sign. What's the shortest parak in Tanakh? But also in tehillim. Haluas Hashem kol goyim. We just said it. Boom. Finished. Right, that little parak in Tehillim, that's the shortest parak in, in Tanakh. But what's the longest parak in Tanakh? Kufyutas. Right, that's it. V'yeshbog kufayin vav psukim. V'chein masinu b'mesachas ha'gadol b'yoser. Baba Basra, also kufayin vav dafim. V'ho'ro'i lo'havin inyan ha'remez bazeh. 
What is the symbolism? Asks Rav Wolfson. Hine. Bishabizu onu misaymin as ha shmini liyamei hasfira. We think Sfirah Omer is over. This is really the eighth week that we're in. We finished. Shavuos was the seventh week. Shavuos Shabbosos. But if you keep counting, Shavuos is the eighth. It's the eighth. Ki harei mitzvah l'mimne yomei mitzvah l'mimne shavuos. Mitzvah to count days, mitzvah to count weeks. Va'achar sviras memtes yomim sofrim yom ha'chamishim shiva b'chines ha'yovel. So 50, the eighth week, it's past the sevens. It's past the weeks. What's the symbolism? What's the symbolism? Um, let's go to the next paragraph. Says the says the Murati Techa, quoting a Maharal, a known thought, line twenty-two. There are many instances where we find that the number eight symbolizes Lamalamanateva, above nature. Many examples of this. First of all, the world was created in seven days. Teva, the world. Right? The, uh, there are seven colors on a rainbow. Other natural events. Every point in the universe. If you look at it in not just 3D, but if you look at it, it has, it has front, back, up, down, right, left, and the midpoint, which holds everything together. Seven points on anything physical in the world. All the different six directions and the midpoint that holds it together. Everything, every physical item has seven, has seven aspects to it. And also in Yadus, continues, the um, Ramosha Wolfson. Why do we do Mila on day eight? Mila symbolizes we are overcoming Bria. After we have been in the world for seven days, natural existence, as Jews, we do something on the eighth day to show we're Lamala. Man is created in a certain physical realm. We take the most physical aspect of our lives and we subjugate it. And we subdue it. And we do an act that symbolizes that we are above Teva. And then he says, this isn't as well known. Oil. Shemen, Shmona. Shmona is connected to Shemen oil. What's, what's oil? If you ever mix oil with anything, oil rises above it. Right? You put oil sometimes in the menorahs. You don't want to put so much oil in. So you put water on the bottom and then oil on top. Because oil's above everything. It's Lamala. Just like Shmona, eight, is Lamala Menateva. Shemen, oil. That's the connection between Chanukah, eight days, the nace of Chanukah with oil. Continuing, more eights. It was oil, it was on Chanukah, eight days, and it had the Chasima of the Kohen Gadol. Many of the on Chanukah ask, what, every oil had a signet of the Kohen Gadol? He went around giving a stamp to every oil? No, there's something, something symbolic about that. So the Kohen Gadol who wore eight Begadim, who was the closest thing we could get to a Malach who went into the Kodesh Kadashim on Yom Kippur, the holiest day, the holiest time, the holiest place, as we discussed in Parshas Achremos. The Kohen Gadol, his Chasima, he had eight Begadim. We bring 70 karbanas on Sukkot to symbolize all the Umos HaOlam 
Yisrael Shmini Atzeres. We bring one carbon for ourselves. That's Shmini. That's again the Jewish people. Lamala Manateva. Mashenkin Yisrael Einam Shayechem Ateva El Lemispar Hashmini. That's eight. If you look in Kufiyat Tess and Tehillim, why does it become 176 Psukim? It's eight. Every letter is eight times over. Because it's all about Torah. It's all about Torah. But Torah makes us Lamala Manateva. Torah makes us Lamala Manateva, and that is, that is eight. Part one. So number eight, Nusso is the eighth week. The eighth week that we're, we're not counting anymore, but it's the eighth week. One more point. Put two, these two points together, and then we have the message of Nusso. The second point, as I just mentioned from the, from the Chafetz Chaim, Nusso continues the message of Bamidbar, the traveling through the, excuse me, the desert. And of course, not only the Aaron was in the middle, was in the middle, but the Levium were in the middle. How many Levium were there? 22,000. 22,000 Levium. 22. What's the symbol of the number 22? So explains your Moshe Wolfson. 22 is the root of Torah. 22 letters in the Aleph base. It's the root of it all. Our, this, this, the, the most basic elementary um, items in Torah are the letters in the Torah. That's 22. 22 letters in the Torah. 22 Levium. That's, they hold the Torah together in the middle of the rest of Klal Yisrael. Minyan line seventeen. Minyan halavim hayachaf beis elef twenty two thousand. beis osios. Shem sharshi osios shakala Torah. You have twenty two. That's the root. So says Rav Moshe Wolfson. Unbelievable. If you take the root of it all, you take twenty two, the twenty two letters of the aleph beis, the twenty two thousand levim, twenty two. But you put that together with lamalam and ateva. You put that together with eight. Twenty two times eight is one seventy six. Parshas Naso, the largest in Torah Shebechsav, Baba Basra, the largest in Torah Shebaal Peh. Torah is really the Jews' connection to Gadosh Baruch Hu, but it's with Lamalam and Ateva, because that's our existence. And that's all, that's, that's Tehillim Kufiates, because it's all about Torah. And that's Parshas Naso, after we get through Shvuas. But there's still, there's still what we, what we still could do. Go back to the first paragraph. He says on line 15. If somebody feels they didn't finish the job. Right, here in Eretz we only have one day Shavuos. You wake up, you have an ice cream party, you finish. Yantav's over. So he's like, if you want to, you want a couple more hours. You still got Parshas Naso. Still, we still bring a Tashlumen. We don't say Tachlum until you base. Right? There's still Tashlumen of the Karbanas. You can still be mashlim. Why can we be mashlim? Because after the yontif of Torah, Torah, which at root, it has the number 22. That's the most basic uh, breakdown of the elements and the items in Torah. You put that together with Lamalam and Ateva, 22 times 8 is 176. Unbelievable. One idea. So why should we say afterwards? Maybe it's what the Chavetz Chaim said, that Torah is always in the middle, the Aaron is always in the middle. Maybe it's a second idea. Emunasi Techa, 22 times 8, Naso 176, that second idea. Maybe there's a third idea. This I added on afterwards, so you see, 1A, 1B, see later. So you've got to go to the back page. Go to the back page for a minute. Maybe there's another connection in Parshas Naso to Shvuas. If you look in Parshas Naso, we have the Parsha. If you look, we have obviously Sota and Nazir get the most press. But before that, before Sota and before Nazir, beginning of Parakeh, says the Torah, this is in Parakeh Pasakeh, if somebody sins, they did something wrong, 
This is vidui. The mitzvah vidui, it's right here. Mitzvah vidui. Asher asuv. Heishav hashem abash. Barosho, they bring their asham. If you steal. Let's say somebody doesn't have a relative. You stole from somebody, somebody stole from somebody, they, the, the nigzal died. So what are you supposed to do with the money? I'll give it to a relative. What if he doesn't have a relative? Give it to the Kohanim. Wonderful. Ask Rashi, who doesn't have a relative? Everybody has a relative. Play Jewish, play Jewish geography with them. They all have a relative. Just keep, go back. Find a cousin. Nobody has a relative. Says Rashi. Where's the Rashi? Um... A convert. You stole, somebody stole from a convert and the convert died. Halachically, no relatives. That's why. Gezel Ager. Suggests Rabbi Simon in his Sefer, in Baruch, which is Bamidbar, just came out recently. Volume Bamidbar, volume four. Maybe that's not another connection to Shavuos. Gerus. We know we read Rus on Shavuos because Rus was one of the greatest Gioros of our history. Leading the way for David Amelach. Rus, they say Gematria 606 plus the seven Mrs. Ben Noach that she had before, 613. Rishon Lakol says Rabbi Simon, You know what a teaches me? I could turn over a new leaf. I could start again. I could be 45 years old, but I'm new. My past is finished. I'm just looking ahead. I'm a birya chadasha. Like the Gemara says in Yavam, it's ger shin is gai katan shinola dami. A ger that converts is like a katan. It's like a new tra- a child. Arki machmas his hafchuso lebirya chadasha elo shum korva lekrova v'kodmim. I'm not related to the previous, to my previous relatives. It says Rabbi Simon, Lomar, maybe that's the reason. Maybe this is a connection to Shuas. Because a Kabbalah Torah, right, every day, we mentioned from the Klayakar, Parshas Emar, why is there no date for Shuas given in the Torah? Why? Because every day we have to feel as a Kabbalah Torah. Every day is new. It's the first opening day in anything. It's exciting. Opening day. It's exciting. People take off from work to go to opening day. Opening day, we just got the Torah today. Opening day. Says Rabbi Simon, We always read Nusso right next to Shvuis because a secret of Kabbalah Torah is to be like a ger, to realize the hischadshus that a person could have. Line 16. This time period. There's a hischachus, there's a hisorus. We could do it. We could have this hischachus. And lest we say, but I'm not a ger. How can I be mischadish myself? Baruch Hashem. I was born Jewish. Right? I'm not a ger. I had a Jewish mother. So how? What's the mam? Am I really? Do Chazal really consider me new? Can I really turn over a new leaf? Maybe Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. But can I really turn over a new leaf? So there's a Tshuvah Sarashba, which we all fulfill, even though we don't realize it. At least some of us might not realize it. Tshuvah Sarashba. Why do we do Natila Sidaim in the morning? Why do we wash our hands in the morning? Okay, before bread is connected to Truma, it's an extension. But why do we wash our hands in the morning? 
Right? We all, two days, yesterday morning, right? Oh, the Tilsa Dime is the big child. Can I watch the Tilsa Dime? I slept, I dozed, I this, I sat in my chair. So the, the biggest Tilsa Dime child is for a Rav comes through this morning. That's it. That's one of the, that's when he's got to be a bucky in Tilsa Dime. Right? When else does he get a Tilsa Dime child? Okay, once in a while I'll get the child, do I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, do I have to do the Tilsa Dime? Okay, once in a while somebody might ask that. But when else do you get a Tilsa Dime child? this morning. Tilsa Dime child. So why do we do the Tilsa Dime in the morning? So there are three reasons. Three reasons in the postkin. One reason is the reason why we do it three times on each on each arm. Ruach Ra. The famous reason. Ruach Ra. When we're sleeping, there's a Ruach Tuma that's on our hands. And we have to what? The way to get rid of Ruach Ra is washing three times in each hand. Going out of a cemetery. The minute is to wash three times in each hand. Ruach Ra. That's one reason. Second reason, says the rush. I'm going to give you the rush is that my hands probably touch a part of my body during the night that is not so clean. A schwitzy part of my body. And I can't say a shame Hashem. I can't say a brach in the morning unless I wash my hands. So that's why, yadayim askonios heim, literally. Our hands are very busy. And if our hands are busy, we probably touch places on our body. So therefore, we have to wash our hands. That's the second reason. We, in Shulchan Arach, we try to be machmer for all the reasons. Shulchan Arach. But then there's a third reason. Third reason from the Chuvas Arashba. Says the Rashba, the bottom source. Vim Tishal. Why do we have to wash our hands in the morning and not dafka before Minchan Mayrev? Okay, the Ramam says you have to wash before Minchan Mayrev too. But it's not as, as Chamor. Says the Rashba, what's to be done in the morning? You probably touched areas throughout the day also. You had a Hesachadas. What's unique about the morning? Ye Shlomar, says the Rashba, about everybody, each of us. Every morning, we're a new person. Every morning, we're a Birya Every morning, we have to thank Hashem for creating me. Thank you. I got another day to serve you. Another day to give cover to you. And that's why we have to say these brachas every morning. Aye, so what? So I'm a new, so I'm a new, so I have to thank Hashem. What do I have to wash my hands for? Aha. We wake up in the morning, we have a new avoda to do. We have our own avoda. We're all koanim. Just like the, the Kohen, before he did the avoda, had to go to the kiyar to wash his hands and feet in the morning. The kiyar was on the other side of the mizbeach, between the mizbeach and the hechel, he had to go wash his hands in the kiyar every morning. I have an avoda to do today. I'm a new person. i got to go wash my hands. Kohen, so we're all new. It's not just for Gerim. All new. Gershon is got Kanchinola done. So just put it together. Three different ideas. Why Nusso is the Shabbos right after Shavuos. Number one, for the Chavetz Chai and the Torah is in the middle of the travelings because everybody has an equal connection to the Torah. Number two, Rav Wolfson, the Munasi Techa. Why? Because it's the longest parsha, 176. 176 is 22 times 8. Put together Lamalam and Ateva with the roots of all of Torah, the Aleph base, 22, 22,000 Levium in the middle, the carriers of the Torah. That's the connection. And number three, maybe because of Gezel Hager. Gezel Hager teaches me, Gershon is God, Kakat and Shinola, dummy. So that is a third idea. Okay. Back to source number two. 
Back to the front page. So the two major quantitative, besides the Nesim, which we'll get to at the end, the two major sections in the Parsha is, of course, Sota and Nazir. Sota and Nazir. So we're going to talk a little bit about Nazir. A couple of thoughts, but first, uh, one thought on Sota. One thought on Sota, which um, sometimes is somewhat challenging to to uh, understand all of the details. You know, the Gemara talks about um, the husband's stomach blowing up, blowing up sometimes too. We don't have a process for it. But what's a message that we could t- a take-home message that we could take home from this from this halacha? What's the take-home message? Obviously, the deeper we learn the halachas, the more we'll appreciate the halachas as everything, as every area of halacha. The more we learn, the more we try to appreciate, the more we see the secrets of the Torah. But what's a take-home message that we could take from the story of the Isha Sota? Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. An idea that's maybe the opposite mentality of how we usually view these halachas. Nira. Again, Nira is always a great word. Because Nira is always something that he came up with himself. I once heard a Musr Shmuz from Rav Meir Tversky, NYU. So he gave a Musr Shmuz about halachic intuition of, uh, of great poskin. The, the, the famous psak of the Chafetz Chaim about women having to learn the Beis Yaakov psak, it starts off with a Venira. Venira. Not based on previous, it's based on his halachic gestalt. He knows everything. That's one. The Chazonish in Hilcha when he talks about the halacha, that all the halachas about Apikosim today and Ami Haaretz, all those halachas don't apply anymore because everybody's Tino Shanishvis. It all starts off with a Venira. So here too, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky starts off Venira. Nira. It appears to me as follows. Hatam Shitzri Chatoras Kola Parsha Azos. Why does the Torah need, what's the need for this? Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu make this miraculous event occur? So says Rabbi Yaakov, think about the situation. Again, we have a situation where there is a woman that is not acting so properly. Right? It's a woman who is obviously having certain issues with another man. The husband warns her. The woman still goes into seclusion with that other man. And we don't know what happened. Isha Sota. Says Rabbi Yaakov. Sheteva ha'adam. It's the nature of man. She'im nichnas belibo ezemin chshad al ishto. If there's any type of chshad that a husband has on a wife, it could be the opposite too. But if there's any type of chshad, shuv lo olam. Deep, deep, deep down, there's something still there. It's very hard to get that suspicion, that tiny, tiny, even if the spouse says to the other one, nothing, 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 nothing. It's very, very hard for the other spouse to 100% deep, deep down Trust it and go with it. There's only one way that from this point on forward, this marriage could be perfect and complete as if nothing happened. And the spouse could be sure. Only if, we could figure out a situation that a Kaddish Baruch Hu Bechvoda Uva Atzmo will come and testify, nothing happened. That's the only way. It's the only way that this is going to continue. And even though we know in all other areas, Edus is with two witnesses. Two witnesses could come and say, Reuven killed Shimon. We'll kill Reuven. Two witnesses. Right? Two Edim, that's it. That's all you need. And we trust two Edim. But you know what? The Torah knows the nature of people. Even if the husband hears from two witnesses, 
It's not going to get it. He'll have to accept it. He'll say, fine. But deep down, the marriage will still be tainted. He won't be able to have that perfect relationship anymore. Because really, why do we believe two ways? Maybe they're also lying? Because the Torah says so. The Ramam writes this, and he'll because he saw the Torah. That's what he's quoting. But for feelings, for emotions, if a spouse has a certain chashash on the other one, how does that ever go away? How does that ever go away? HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that, and he says, if there's any way that I could help, right now there's problems, but if there's any way that I could help this relationship, I'm going to do it. I got to figure out a way that I myself could come down and testify that nothing happened. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky on the bottom. But open says, how does he do it? Karish who says, let her drink the waters. Nothing happens. That's me talking. That's me talking. Erase my name, says Hashem. How do you get this marriage back to back to how it should be? Hakadosh Baruch Hu testifies and says nothing happened. That's what happens here. That's the message. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants husband and wife to be able to live together in harmony, perfect harmony. This is how he tries. He tries to help the relationship. Venimsa, she is so parshasota. The purpose isn't to punish her. The Gemara talks about the, the, the guy she, she, she was with also blows up. Right? It's not the Punisher. That's the purpose. The Kodesh Baruch Hu does it. For Shalom Bayis. That's the Gavis. And that's the take-home message that we could take of a Parsha that is usually looked at in an askance way. Oh, can't figure it out. That's the message. It's a way that a Kodesh Baruch Hu could come down and testify, you know, this is, this woman is clean, husband and wife can be back together again. Isha Sota. Okay. Let's have a couple of ideas related to Nazir. Nazir, or I should say Nazira, could a woman be a Nazir? Yes, Torah Shev Ish O Isha, Ish O Isha, right, there could be a Nazir. I'd like to first focus on one, de- one detail, one detail in a Pasuk, and then the larger issue, larger issue of Naziris. So first, the detail in a Pasuk. You have a Chumash, Perik Vav, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vav Yud Gimel. Says the Torah, after the Nazir finishes his, his Naziris, he has to go to the base of Megdash. Write a whole Karbana, ceremony, get a haircut. Vizos Taras Nazir. This is what a Nazir does. Biyom Melos Yemei Nizro, on the day that he finishes his Naziris, Yavioso HaPesach HaMoed. He'll bring himself to the Olamoid. So Chazal already pick up on Yavi Oso El Pesach Olamoid. What does that mean? It should say Yavo El Pesach Olamoid. What's Yavi Oso? He will bring him. Who's the he and who's the him? He will bring him. Somebody else is bringing him. Yavi Oso. He will bring him. So Rashi quotes Chazal. This is one of the three places in the Torah where even though it says a person is going, it means he'll bring himself. Yavi Oso. He will bring himself. Rashi quotes it. Yavi es atzmo. V'ze'echon mishlosha esim shayir bishmo doresh kain. And kiyotzebo v'yitziyo osam avon ashma kiyotzebo v'yikbar oso bagai. He buried him in the guy. He buried him? He buried himself. Moshe Rabbein. Okay, Kadosh Baruch Hu. But um, 
He did it to himself. So here too, right? It means that he brings himself. Ask the Meshachachma, why Dafka here is that Lashon used? He brings himself. They say Dafka other places. Why here? It's Hu Yavi Es Atzmo. Says the Meshachachma, source three. V'chiyachir mevi enoso, v'alhu mevi es Atzmo. Says the Meshachachma. Hine zman hanezirus lo niskar batorah behedya. Nowhere in the Torah does it say how long you have to be a Nazir for. Right? This is one of the only, if not the only, halacha that's based on a gematria. Right? You have sometimes, you know, the yesterday's, today's daf, today's daf, yesterday's daf, that you have the Lamed Vav Sadikim. Right? It's learned that from a gematria. Right? Ashrei, Ashrei kol chokelo. In the Pesach is Ashrei kol chokelo, Lamed Vav. Right? Lamed Vav, Lamed Vav Tzadikim. So yeah, you have gematrias in the Gemara, but is there a halacha based on a gematria? So this halacha, what's the minimum amount? If I say, I'm a Nazir, what's the minimum amount to be a Nazir? 30 days. Why? Because it says, Kadoshi yeah, yeah, is gematria, two yuds and two hays, gematria, uh, 30, 30 days. Wonderful. Halacha based. But it doesn't say that in the Torah. In the Torah, there's no sheer given. Zman Naziris on Nizkar Torah Behedya. Why not? Why not? Who? You have to be a Nazir to Hashem. skip down. You can't give a time for a Nazir. Why? What's the purpose of a Nazir? You have to go to an extreme in order to improve, in order to perfect something of my life. I'm improving, I'm perfecting. So how could you put a shear on that? Everybody's different. This guy needs 30 days. This guy needs six months. This guy needs more. You can't, you can't put a shear on, on personal avodas Hashem. Different people go at, in different ways. Hakolafi mashahu adam. Depends on the person. How do you know when you finish though? How do you know? How does the Nazir know if he's, he's reached his goal? How does he know when he finishes? You know how he knows? If his Yetzirahs, if his Taivas do not cloud his vision anymore and he's not biased or subjective in how he views his own life as compared to others. We can see the same act on somebody else and we'll say, oh, come on. Look when he comes to Shul. We come to shul also at the same time. I don't know. I was I was, I was busy at home. Right? When, when when have we perfected ourselves? When we can look at ourselves as if we're an outsider, as if we're a third party looking in, and we could be so objective in our actions, it's as if we're looking at somebody else. If I have any nitia, any selfish nitia towards me. I haven't, I haven't perfected myself. A nazir totally perfects himself when he could be so objective that he could reach that level that other people's actions and my actions are the same. Then, then you could be, be safe and, and trust yourself that you could go back to real life. And you won't come to going overboard. Says the Neshachachma, unbelievable. That's why Dafka the Torah here says, Yavio so. He brings himself. It's as if he's somebody else. Yavi es atzmo. It's as if he's on himself. That's the that's the end of Nazirus. When we could be on that level. Line twelve. Lochein diber balashen shu maybe atzmo kamevi yishacher. It's if you bring somebody else. Uba hashkafa. 
and with an outlook. Shehu roem maila zulaso v'shakul b'mozne tzedek. Ken yashkev al yonayatzmo. And he says at the end, v'daye ketev. He's very excited about this vart. Right, he says, you should know this. You should know this. Who, he's even saying it's a good vart. Right? V'daye ketev. Know this one. Hu yavias atzmo. Okay, that's a detail in Aziris. Let's talk though. I thought I did this last year, but I looked back, I didn't. In general, a Nazir. It's a machlokas tanoim, but we should mention it. It's got to be on record at least. One of the Yisodos, it's a machlokas we shown him. Is a Nazir a good thing or a bad thing? You know, we know certain things. I hope my child is a Talmud Chacham. I hope my child has Balmidas. I hope my child is a Nazir. Is that something we wish for? Right? Is a Nazir a good thing? Is he the greatest Sadiq in the world? Right? There were certain Nazirim in, in Tanakh. Right, there's a machlokas tanoim whether Shmuel was a nazir. It's a machlokas, not sure, but obviously Shimshon and others. Shimshon was a certain type of nazir. Is nazir a good thing or not a good thing? And if you look in the Torah, it's not clear. You know why? Because on the one hand, the pasuk I just quoted before, it says kadoshiye, he will be holy. Sounds like a great thing. But on the other hand, when he finishes his naziris, he brings a carbon chatos. Brings a carbon chatos. So Torah shibachsav doesn't really help us out. So it's a machlokas tanoim. In Maseches Tainus and elsewhere, but it is also a machlokas rishonim. So machlokas rishonim between the Rambam and the Ramban. Machlokas between Rambam and the Ramban, you have it right here, and you probably could guess who says what. Says the Rambam, the rationalist Rambam, in source number four in Ilchas Deus, where the Rambam has his famous formulation of the middle ground, the mean, the Shvil Hazahav. Always going in the middle, except for two midas, gaiv and kas. But besides that, everything right in the middle. So obviously, what's the Rambam going to say there? Says the Rambam, Shematomar Adam, source number four. Hoel v'hataiva v'hakavad v'chayotze behen derech rahein u'mosin asadam in ha'olam. Since taiva and kavad take people out of this world, efros b'yam b'yosef esrachig l'sana achron. Maybe I should go to an extreme. Maybe I shouldn't get married. I shouldn't eat meat. Shouldn't drink wine. You know, after those those listening in Chutzlaris, after a two day yantif, you know, one might feel this way, but but uh, you know, you know, there's there's always Shabbos tomorrow night. Baruch Hashem. I don't need such fancy clothes. I'll just wear some sackcloth. Go around. I'll eat my coarse bread. Coarse bread. Right. That's it. Says the Rambam, Gamzu derech ra hi va'asur leilichba. Says the Rambam, that's derech ra. Can't do that. Hamahalik pa derech nikra chote. Somebody who withholds more than he's supposed to is called a sinner. Gamhu omer ben nazir. V'chibra lamayasha chata l'nefesh. The Rambam likes that carbon chatos. Right? Because a nazir is not a good thing, says the Rambam. Omru chachamim. And he quotes a chazal, he quotes a Yerushalmi. Uma, oh, this is this is the Bavli. If a Nazir who only separated from wine requires atonement, somebody who prevents himself from more than that, from what, from other things, surely. Chazal say, three sixty-five are enough laws that you can't do. Don't add on anymore. That's all you do. You don't need any more. We shouldn't do that. This is the Yerushalmi. It's not enough what the Torah said. But it's not enough what the, what the Torah answered. You have to add on more Yisurim. It says the Rambam. Included here are people who constantly fast. If somebody's on a certain level, 
you know, we're not judging them. Or Shlomo Zalman's grandfather, before he made Aliyah, Rav Nevezal quotes this in his biography at the end of one of his farm, Rav Shlomo Zalman, Rav Shlomo Zalman's grandfather, before he made Aliyah, he wanted to make sure he was on the proper level to make Aliyah. So he fasted for a year every Monday and Thursday. Just to be on the level to make Aliyah. Okay, that's Rosh Hashanah's grandfather. Maybe that's why he had a Rosh Hashanah's grandson. But that's that's not uh, for for the average the average uh, right. And he didn't get a lift. That's not the goal. That's the Rambam. The Rambam repeats this as well in Shmona Prakim in his Hagdamato Pirkei Avos in Source Five. Aval Masha, and this is a translation. Right, Shmona Pirkei Mishnayos was written in Arabic. What certain pious people do in various times. They go to an extreme. They fast. They don't sleep. They don't do anything. If, if you know of any, any great rabbi throughout history, they only did it because they wanted to get back into the middle. This wasn't an ideal. The Gamach was Iram, and because the people around them, he says towards the end, people think they're getting close to Hashem here. He said it's just the opposite. Line 17. They think they're getting close to Hashem. Hashem As if God hates your body, and therefore he wants you to destroy it. it says the Rambam, Yodim, Migras, it's not true. That's the Rambam. Rambam says, a nazir is not an ideal. Sometimes it's needed in order to get us back to the right balance, but it's not an ideal. What's kadosh then? It says kadosh. So kadosh is referring to the hair. That's it. It says kadosh yeah. Kadosh, it shall be holy. The hair is asr banal. You have to throw it under the carbon shlamin. Okay. And the Ramban is the opposite. The Ramban on this week's parsha says that Fitting, fitting maybe the Ramban Lashitaso with what he says on Kedoshim Tiyu, famous Ramban, with what he says elsewhere. But here too, says the Ramban, Why does a Nazir bring a carbon chatas? This is the Pshat. It's not so Pshat, that's what he calls Pshat. This man is sinning at the end of his Naziris. Why? He's on such a high level now. He's a Nazir. You know why he has to bring a carbon chantas? Because he is stopping from being a Nazir. He is no longer being a Nazir. What should he do? Stay a Nazir. He's not staying a Nazir. You've got to bring a carbon chantas. This could be. I'm not sure. Let me know if you think of any others. The only carbon you bring al ha'asid on an Aveira that you're going to do. Is there any other carbon like that? You bring carbonus for Aveiras that you did. You ever bring a carbon for an Aveira that you're going to do? Right? What, the decision to, to, to not be a Nazir anymore? That's the Ramban. You're bringing out carbon al ha'asid. The Chathas is because you're no longer going to be a Nazir. That's the Chiddush of the Ramban. See, he likes the other Pasuk though. Kadoshul Hashem. For the Ramban. The Ramban says, Kadoshim to you. Right? You gotta, you gotta push yourself away. So you need kapara for going back into the world. That is a major machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban, and it might fit into their worldview. Other issues, not for now, but that is an important machlokas to be aware of. One final thought related to Naziris. One final thought. That is from Rabbi Leff in, uh, in source number seven, from Outlooks and Insights. 
question he asks, among others, is, I can understand maybe right, the three halachas of an Asir. Okay, staying away from wine. Wine is connected to many Averis in the Torah. I can understand that. Wine and uh, Lot and Noach, Achashverosh. Hey, wine, wine, you can say, okay, stay away from wine. Anything connected to wine. Dead bodies? Okay, maybe that too. The source of Tumah, right? Dead body symbolizes a loss, a lack of life. There's no more Neshama there. You can also understand that. Why a Nazir stays away. But what's with the hair? Why does he have to grow his hair long? How does that make him more Kadosh? How does that give him a... What's the message? And then he shaves it all when he, when he, when he, when he finishes being a Nazir? Why the long hair? Derech Agav. It's a fascinating shuva. If you look it up, if you have a barilan at home, you can look it up. The Minchas Yitzchak, Dayan Weiss, has a tshuva. Um, we discussed it a couple of, a couple of last year, I think, in, uh, in, the, in Dafyomi. It came up in one spot. There was a story of an Israeli who was, went out throughout the world to find, them, find himself. It happened sometimes in the, uh, in the world. And they went to the Far East. Went to the Far East. Went to Bombay. Went to these places. This was written in the Shuva. And he found this cult in the jungle somewhere. And he connected to this cult, probably Mamash Avodazara cult. And he goes there and he realizes that he's Jewish. In the, but he's still in the cult. So he's like, wants to do something about uh, cultish. So he opens up the Bible and opens it up to Parshas Naso. And he sees all this stuff about a Nazarite. So he says, that's awesome. I'm going to be a Nazir. 1970s. 1970s. He accepted himself to be a Nazir. Slowly, slowly, I don't know who got him, but got back, came back into the fold, made his way back to Eretz Yisrael. Now we got a difficult situation on our hands. He's a Nazir. You can't get out of being a Nazir unless you bring the carbon as Nazir. So he has to be a Nazir for the rest of his life? Shiduchim might not be so easy either. Right? So what does he do? He's this poor guy. Right? Now he realizes that having long hair in shul is not so common. Right? And it's not that he maybe he maybe he was a Ramban man, right? But he's what does he do? So the Shiloh was sent to Diane Weiss. Diane Weiss, I think at the time he might have still been in England, I'm not sure if he was in Yerushalayim yet. But the um, he has a whole long shuva. Is this considered it was my, he read the Pasik and he accepted it. So at the end of the day he says, if I, other two other great Rabbanim agree to me, I'll do it. But I think you can consider you can consider this a Nazir Bitaos. A mistaken, he didn't realize. He didn't realize when he read that. He read, when he read it, he read it in Bombay somewhere. He didn't realize what Naziris really is. He wasn't full das. He thinks that it doesn't even need hatara. It doesn't even need hatara. It's, it's the whole thing is based on based on a wrong premise about what Naziris is. So I think if I, I think if I remember, he writes at the end of Shuvah, if two other great rabbis agree with me, I'll, I'll I'll go along with saying that he doesn't have to be a be a Nazir. So he had this, but what's the hair? It's the big thing there, right? So what's with the symbol with the long hair? So Rabbi Leff writes an idea, which, which many write. It's related to the Rambam that we saw in source number four, and that is, bottom of the page, source seven, the Torah outlook on the physical world is diametrically opposed to the Christian viewpoint. Christianity teaches that the material world is inherently evil. Any enjoyment of the pleasures of the physical world is permissible only as the lesser of two evils. The only sacrifice a Gentile may bring is an Ola, which is wholly consumed, right? Kulo Kadosh. That's the only carbon that a, that a Nachri could understand. Ola. Ola, that's it, right? Right. If somebody is holy, that means they can never get married, right? That's why, that's why the, 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 the papal uh, position can never be passed down father to son, right? Can't get married. Can't, uh, 
Some of them can't talk. Some of them can't do this, can't do that. That's holiness. That's not our holiness. The only Kedusha understood by the nations of the world is total negation of the material world. By contrast, we believed, obviously, Makadish Lechomer, sanctifying the world. The, one of the most holy carbonists, one of our carbonists is a carbon shlamim. What is this unique status? Shlamim is great because Hashem gets a little, the Kohanim get a little, and the owner gets a little. It brings shalom between all of them. That's why it's called the carbon shlamim. He quotes Rav Mordechai Gifter, explains the verse, be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. We have to be colors like Hashem is colors. What does that mean? Just as Hashem is intimately involved in every aspect of the physical world, since only His will at every moment allows anything to exist, so too must we have contact with the entire physical world. But our involvement must imitate Hashem's. We must elevate and sanctify the physical, and not that the physical drag us into the materialism devoid of spirituality. In the world to come, we will be taken to task for everything in the world we could have enjoyed, and elevated, but did not. That's the bracha on the Ilanos. We say that everything is elevated. So really, we are supposed to be Makadesh. A Nazir, a Nazir was out of kilter a little bit. That's why he had to become a Nazir. The goal is not to not drink wine. The goal is to take wine and raise up the cup and be Makadesh it. Wine symbolizes Gashmias. That's why whenever we have a Koshal bracha, we lift up the cup, the Ksav Sofer says. You lift up the cup and say a bracha on it being Makadish the wine, sanctifying the wine, using it for mitzvahs. That's the goal. A Nazir has a temporary imbalance in his life. It's too much, so he has to go to the other extreme. But the goal is to come back and have that happy equilibrium between the Gashmias and the Ruchnias, the physical and the spiritual. So, at the end of his Nazirus, what does he do? Yes, he brings a carbon chatas because he had to do this, because he had to go to an extreme. But he also brings a carbon shlamim. He brings a carbon shlamim. Why? Because that's what that's what it's that's what a nazir is about. I'm saying I'm back. I want to have that happy balance. I want to have a carbon, but I'm going to eat some of it. That's the symbol of a carbon shlamim. Now says so my left punchline. Why the hair? The hair is the point in our bodies. It's the top of our heads. So it's where our goof ends, and the spiritual world begins. The hair is that transition spot. So when I'm a nausea, I let my hair grow wild and become disheveled and it's all messy to symbolize my spiritual state when I'm a nausea. I'm not there yet. That's why I have to be a nausea because I'm all messed up. I'm in a, I mean, it's, it's in a tipsy-turvy. Nothing's misudar. Nothing's straight. Nothing's, nothing's regulated. At the end of my nausea, what do I do? I get a haircut. I shave it, meaning I'm starting afresh. Now it's going to be misudar. Now I'm going to comb it. Now it's going to be perfect and beautiful. And what do I do with the hair? I throw it under the pot in the base of Migdash that's cooking my carbon shlamin. Because that's the message that I need to internalize. That's the message that the Nazir has to have that balance of the carbon shlamin. So he takes his messy hair and throws it under the pot where the carbon shlamin is cooking. At the end of the, the end, the bottom paragraph. Another must let his hair grow wild to signify the short circuit that necessitates his temperaments. At the conclusion of the lesson in self-control, he shaves his hair to signify a new beginning, a total reorganization and rewiring. The hair is like wires going from our physical to our to our spiritual uh, existence. The hair is then burnt under the pot in which his shlamim offering is cooked to signify this newfound harmony. So, Anazir, we have the Meshachachma, He's got to become objective, Yavi Oso. We have the Machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban. 
and we have Rabbi Lef about the hair. Okay, two more ideas. Two more ideas. These related, one related to, first one related to Birchas Kohen. Another little parsha in the Torah. Thank you. Birchas Kohen. A famous discussion in the Achronim, Lomdish discussion, but just to make one Musr Ha'ara about it. It's a famous story in the world of Birchas Kohanim. Those who ever uh, learned the Sugis and Mesecha Sota. Famous story that somebody once went, it's known as the, the I'm not sure where the city is, right? R- Rav Palm calls it in source number 10, the Minhag Triast. Minhag Triast. Right, he quotes a story that the uh, Rebetzalo Akoin from Rebetzalo Vilna once went to a set, I think it's in Italy. Um, somebody out there is going to email me that I'm wrong and it's somewhere else. Feel free. And uh, the, uh, that he went there and he came to Shul on a Yantif and all of a sudden Duchening happened and only one Kohen went up to Duchen. And all the other Kohanim listened and said, Amen. And he went over and says, what is going on here? And they said, what's the problem? Show me a kona. You make kiddush yourself. You lean the megillah yourself. No. Somebody lays it for you. So Berchaz Kohanim too. One kona. We're all tired. Right? Our voice, it sounds better. He has a great voice. Right? So let him do it. Well, you have to do it. You hear 18 different uh, levels. You have a... Right? And one kona does it. Beautiful. Right? Amen. Right? Just like the Seber says amen because they want to get the bracha. The kona say amen. What's the problem? Or another version of the story is that they all went up, but only one of them said it. Another version of the story. I've seen different stories of the uh, different versions. Obviously, one of the, only one of them is true. But um, that's the sugya. The Shomea Kaone applied to Birchas Kohanim. So the Beis HaLevi, the Beis HaLevi made this famous. The Beis HaLevi is quoted in the end of the Beis HaLevi on Bracious. We, all, we only have Beis HaLevi on uh, Bracious and Shmos. We don't have him after that. So that's why we gotta we gotta stick in Shemek Ona. So Shemek in the source number nine, the base Alevi, Masha Omar Chacha Mechad Bebechas Kohanim, the Kohen Echa Yochol Lomar Bebechas Kohanim, the Shachonim Yishmuv Shemek Ona. Says the base Alevi, among others, this minog gives us a great shot to a Mishnah in Megillah, but I think it's wrong. What's the Mishnah in Megillah? There's a line in the Mishnah in Megillah which which the Mafarshim have a lot of difficulty explaining. What's the line? The line is in Megillah Chavdalid, where it's talking about what the Chazan does. The, the Mishnah says, Hu pores al Shma, which means he's the Chazan, Vehu nosei es kapav. And he's the one that does Berchas Kohanim. What do you mean he does? All the Kohanim do Berchas Kohanim. So according to this Minog, it's beautiful. He's the one that gets to do the Berchas Kohanim. But even though it fits in, the postkim don't like it. Says the Beis Alevi. Ikra Davalona here cloud line eleven. The Shomeakona Shaykh Rak Bidover Dain Sarakbo Elamir Lahuda. Shomeakona only works when the mitzvah is to say something. If all you gotta do is say something, then you can do Shomeakona. I have to say the Megillah, so I can say Amen, and it's as if I said it. I have to say Kiddish, Daraisa, just words, and therefore I could be Yotse. But if the mitzvah requires more than words, it requires an action or words in a certain way, then Shomeakona doesn't work. You need kol ram. You need a loud voice. That's a special din in Shomei in Berchas Kohanim. It's a special pasuk like that. So you can't have Shomei Kohanim. It's as if I'm saying it, but what about the halach of kol ram? That does not transfer in Shomei Kohanim. It's a lot of love this year. Does it? Doesn't it? Achronim get into it. It's very lavedic. But this is the the Beis Halevi's uh, shita. Kol ram can't transfer. Rav Pam. And one of his farm, when he quotes this, 
He says, I don't think it transfers either. But why? Because the Torah said, what's the bracha of the Berchas Kohanim? What's the bracha? Shekhar Nishanim, Yitzhaz of Shalaran, the Tzivanu, Berchas Am Yisrael, the Ahava. That has to be personal. The bracha that a Kohen gives has to be Ba'ahava, with Ahava for Am Yisrael. Can't make a shliach for Ahava. It's got to be personal. It's okay, Koram and this and that. Says Rav Palm, line 16. If I wasn't scared, he quotes the Nitziv, the Chazonish, the Stifle, they all talk about this. I'm going to say my view. You can't do Shemekha on it. Got to be yourself. And then he said, I didn't give it to you, but he says maybe that's the Pshad of a Gemara. The Gemara said there's also a Medrash. I'll read it to you from the Medrash in Bamidbar. It's also a Gemara. The Talmudim asked Rabbi ben Shamua, why do you live so long? In what schus? So he quotes, I didn't do this and I never took a shortcut through a shul. I never did Brechas Kohanim without saying the Bracha. That, that's why you live long. Every Kohen makes the Bracha when he does Brechas Kohanim. What's the Gauss? I did it with it. No. It says Rav Pam that he, he did the message of the Bracha. To the message of the bracha. And if you think about it, there's no one greater than Rav Pam HaKohen who loved every Jew so deeply to say this vart. Anybody who knew Rav Pam or knows of Rav Pam, um, he's the one that, that could say such a vart. Megillah Chavzayin, that's where the Gemara is. Okay. One final thought related to the second half of the parsha, which makes it the longest parsha, and that is the Nesim. The Nesim, the day of the Hanukkah, the Mizbeach, where all the Nesim brought the same exact carbon. So a very well-known thought, but it's always good to share it and to reiterate it, because that's what we have to keep in mind when we keep hearing over and over again, the whole laning, the second half of Nasa. Says, got this from Utzer HaMachshava, from the Yituri Torah, in Source 11. Kol Yom Ezekon Nasi V'Nasi Chozer HaKasev V'Mefari Dekos Kol Seder HaKarbanus. Av Abishem Shum Shini V'Chidish. Every Nasi is listed with all their Karbanos, even though it's the same exact Karban. Right? There's no Rashi on them. Right? It's the same, same exact Karban. So, obvious question. Why didn't the Torah just say, after the first one, V'chein Hevi, every Nasi? That's it. To repeat it over and over and over again. Right? And then uh, we would have had a different Vart than Nasso being the longest with 176. We had to figure something else out. But, you know, why? So it says... The Itorei Torah Ulam, where it's underlined. The Torah Baal Ulam Deinu. The Torah is teaching us. Sheshum nasi lochika es masa chaveiro shekatmu yom esmo. No nasi was the same. It looks like it was the same, but the Torah says everyone to teach me that it wasn't the same. Afa pisha lachora nire vekulam also seder chitzoni. Even though the outside is the same exact karbanis, also mishkal kesa the same weight, the same animals, the same everything. Ach ish ish hekrivas karbanosav. But everybody had their own kavanas, everybody had their own lishma, everybody had their own karban. And as we go through the motions in life, and we every we all daven, and we all learn, and we all have shavuos, and we all have this, and we all we all go through all the mitzvahs, we do everything, but we each have our own unique karban that we're bringing to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We have our own unique way. Every family has their own unique way. Every person has their own unique way. And that's the message. As we hear from every nuts and every nuts, he's also different and he's also unique and he's also special. Every single Jew in their avodas Hashem, just like what we say, we're all conning. We've got to wash our hands in the morning. We have our own avoda to do. 
The Nisim had their own avoda to do. We have our own avoda to do. So, Hashem, we got this in. The special Thursday night edition of the Parsha Shir. Hashem, we will continue next week. Regular nights, Hashem, Wednesday night. Parshas Beha'a Losacha.